Hi, Debbie. Welcome to the Lessons Podcast. Hi, Soraya. How are you? Doing great, and you? Great. Oh, I f- already feel like you're super sweet spirit. I already feel it. <laughs> it's already... Um, today, I want to talk about spirituality yeah. um, and the imperfect journey around it. Um, but before we start, I want you to introduce yourself because you're not just a friend that I'm bringing on, you're a friend that I've had in my life for almost 10 years. Um, You've seen me through a lot of dark times. You've seen me in light. Um, You're the friend I go to when I need spiritual advice, when I need to be grounded, when I need to just restructure myself. And um, so... Off I go. Off you go. (laughs) Who is Debbie? So my name is Debbie. I'm 28 years old. Um, I don't really know how to describe myself. I mean, I work at the hospital. I'm... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've known each other for a few years. Yeah. Um, So we met, like, with... uh, well, actually, I before we we even met, I stalked you on Instagram. If you remember, <laughs> yeah. I, we and we I didn't know who you were. I just saw a beautiful girl, and I was like, I have to stalk her. And I started stalking you, and then we saw each other at church. Right, and then the rest is history. Mm-hmm. But you actually have a degree in um, how do you call that? Uh, world religions. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not speaking to just anybody okay. about spirituality. <laughs> Um, let's, let's start. So I actually Googled, um, the definition of spirituality, Mm -hmm. which says that it is relating to or affecting the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. What is spirituality to you? Spirituality to me is a way that I connect to God, that I connect to the one I believe who made me and how I can uh, walk everyday life knowing that his presence is with me. So that would be more of a Christian spirituality because there are many spiritualities out there. But spirituality is is very um, wide, you know, Mm -hmm. but the one that I ascribe to is very rooted in. The word of God, the Bible, and like, you know, reading the Bible and just walking with God daily and um, walking by faith because the Christian faith is, you know, the main uh, verse or the main thing that we can hear usually is the righteous will live by faith, right? The one Mm. who believes and puts his faith in Jesus will live live by faith because there's so many challenges and things that we can go through uh, throughout our lives. But um, only when we walk by faith are we able to go through and go over and overcome these challenges. So that's Christian spirituality. And then there's many others, but Christian spirituality is really the one that I ascribe to. Right, right. And so what has spirituality done for you that makes it so important and something that you're not willing to compromise on? Hmm. Because I think there's a lot of things in life that we can compromise on. Compromise on having a car, compromise on having a house and stuff like that. But why is spirituality not something you're willing to compromise on? I know that it's because I'm rooted in in God. Like I am nothing without him and that's it. Mm-hmm. But what about you? I'd say I, I don't fi- find a real meaning in life out of 
spirituality, you know, mm. not that there isn't, but I don't find a lasting meaning in other things. Because here's the thing, you can center your life around so many things. It can, you can give purpose to your life in so many other things, whether it's your career, uh, your goals, uh, whatever it may be, building something great, you know, and having so many uh project that you want that you want to bring about and that's a great thing mm -hmm. but what is it rooted on what what's the meaning behind it what's the purpose right and I feel like for me if I was to live a life without spirituality it would be it would probably be a great life but it would be deprived of the true essence of why we do things and why we are even alive you know I believe that God made us and he made us for a purpose and that we are to, to walk out this purpose mm -hmm. and um, you know it's not an easy one and no. we go through a lot of stuff but for me it wouldn't it would have no sense it would just be mere existence you know hmm. it would just be I, I'm just here and I just do all of these things but then there's no there's no why, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe many people have whys, but like, is it rooted in God? Because this life that we have here, I believe is, you know, temporary, you Absolutely. know, you know, so we have days here that we can make a difference and we can, you know, be a blessing to the people yeah. around us. But then for us as Christians, we know that like, this is not our own, our only home, you know, that we have a home with God, that we are to be with him in eternity. So everything that we do down here has a purpose and is linked to what we believe we will be in the future when we're in his presence forever, you know? Yeah. So um, that's, that's, that's where... That's, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Do you think... So when I look at people around me, whether it is family and, and friends, I can say with... Um, maybe like 98% uh, certainty that most people have a spiritual life, spiritual relationship um, or awakening, right. or they believe in the universe, which is to me, it's kind of connecting with your inner self anyways. Mm -hmm. Do you have friendships? Are you able to have friendships or people in your life who do not have that connection, that spiritual connection? I, I can't think of somebody in my life that doesn't believe in God. Mm -hmm. That's coming to my head right now. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd say I can. Okay. But it makes it very difficult for me because everything about me is some in some way, <laughs> shape or form centered in, on in God. Jesus. Yeah, somewhere. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everything about me is about jesus you know or, or god or you know the christian faith so yeah it's hard for me to i mean i can recognize that there's other beliefs out right. there right and i mean right. i've studied it so there's this knowledge that i have so i'm able to recognize it in others and i'm able to respect them and like uh you know right honor them for who they are and what they believe right but then it's hard for me to have that deep connection and 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 you hmm. know to walk out that relationship really like tightly if I may say so because we're gonna have diverging thoughts here and there and then we're gonna have some disagreements and everything right, right. and then and I've, I've seen it in my own life like some of my friends maybe who have no beliefs at all you know yeah. and then I'll, I'll be very strong-minded about certain subjects and then I'll see that you know it kind of causes friction in the relationship and right. then so I see that I'm able to have a a, a friendship or relationship with people right. but to a certain extent you know and I totally and fully uh, like comprehend that and respect that but at the same time i know that like there's going to be these areas where it's going to be kind of difficult to you know um 
kind of like build that strong relationship. Right. Because there's a story that comes to my mind, actually. I have met somebody who was, I don't know how to say it properly, but a theist. Yeah. A theist. And they were going through a lot. A lot. And my first reaction was to say, hey, can I pray with you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was so weird because they don't pray. Yeah. They don't believe. Yeah. And I think I could have friendships and relationships, but then it would always always go back right. to, to faith, to grace, to God. Um, so now that I think of it, it'd be really, really difficult. It, it's possible, like you have colleagues and stuff and people that are, you know, but to, I can't, I can't picture it because I, I'm really rooted in God. I don't talk about, like, I don't walk like, hey, I'm a nun, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but I'm really rooted in God. When yeah. I go through stuff, mm -hmm. I, I will get on my knees and pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, were you raised a Christian or Catholic? I was raised Catholic. Me too. <laughs> so you went through um, uh, baptism. Uh, what is it? The second thing. Première communion. Première communion. Confirmation. Okay. As an old Catholic, <laughs> I felt like, and this is what brought me to Christianity. I felt like I couldn't connect with, with God. I felt mm -hmm. like there was somebody in between mm -hmm. him and I. A right. priest. Mm -hmm. I had to go tell the priest, the priest about my sins. Yeah. Um, I couldn't directly tell God, like, hey, today is not a good day. Send help. You mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. I felt like I always had and and I couldn't like I didn't know who God was right. until I became Christian and I was baptized. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's one of the most wonderful days of my life yeah when i got in that water and i came out a new person hello <laughs> <laughs> thank you god thank you god but god re replaced a lot of things in my life that i didn't have growing up mm -hmm. um one of them is a father mm -hmm. god is my father mm -hmm. um for very long time during my 20s i didn't know who i was because i had that part that was missing and God really filled that place. And so I have my mom who is amazing. And when I need a fatherly advice, I go to him. Mm -hmm. What has God replaced in your life that mm. you, you didn't have? Because we all have that little thing with him yeah. that we need him for. Like yeah. there's, there's nothing here that can give it to us. Mm -hmm. What is that one thing? So a bit more like you, uh, I grew up Catholic, so it was very, you know, like a routine. Every Sunday we would go to church, but then there was no real connection, you know. Mm -hmm. I just knew I had to do all of these things because my parents told me so. Yeah. But then there was no um, real comprehension of what was going on. And like, I felt like there was this mediator between me and God, right? So that yeah. I didn't have direct access to him. So it felt like a religion, you know, and... I'm not saying this against, you know, my Catholic brothers and sisters, but like it's it's very methodical. It's very like yeah. one, two, three. And then but there's no well, at least for me, my experience of Catholic Church was very one, two, three, you know, very there, there cold, was no, very cold and yeah. like, you know, step by step. But there was no real emotional or spiritual like connection that yeah. was happening. You know, it was just 
you know, I had to do ABC. So um, what was that one thing for me? What has God been for me in my life? He's yeah. been like the sense of real, of purpose. He's mm. been this very, very strong. Which is one of the most important things to discover. Absolutely. Your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And like through the cracks and the spaces where I've missed things and I've went through things and like things have happened to me that maybe shouldn't have happened. And then all of these voids that like probably the fact that like I grew up um, with my both of my parents, but like mm -hmm. I think the fact that my dad was very emotionally absent has created mm -hmm. this kind of void on the inside of me where I was uh, seeking affirmation from a lot of places and I felt like I wasn't enough, you know, mm -hmm. so um, many, many things, you know. But uh, he's been this this sense of purpose for me, you know, mm. and he's been this uh, restoration where I was broken. He's been this. Absolutely. You know, he made me whole basically in the places that I was broken and like mm -hmm. I, I didn't see a way out. And I thought I was going to be like that forever. And, right. You know, I thought I was going to, you know, he, he gave me identity as well. Uh, and that's a big one because that's a big 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 um, big one you can attach yourself to so many things you know it can become about your race it can become about your sexuality it can become about so many things but then right. god has rooted me in him and it's like i'm not defined by what people say or what society says or what the world deems valuable but i'm defined by his word and what mm. he has said in his word you know and that's a strong foundation amen <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, we're going to say it. Praise the Lord. In, in times where a lot of people are lost, mm -hmm. I don't feel lost. Like I've been mm -hmm. through a lot in my 20s and in at the end of my 30s with cancer and stuff. And there comes a time where you can get lost mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. And God's word does not change mm -hmm. it does not move with the times we're in he says he loves you it is what it is yeah. he says you're beautiful it is what it is yeah. he says you're strong it is what it is yeah. and i think a lot of times where i didn't know who i was mm -hmm. i went to him when i felt judged mm -hmm. and it gave me strength and kind of direction what happens or what can you tell a person who feels judged for their decisions in life? Hmm. What can you tell them? What's the best advice you could you could give them? For somebody who feels judged. Yeah, because um, there's that saying mm -hmm. that says only God can judge you. Right. But I think it takes time, just like any process in life. It takes time to fully understand what it means that only God can judge you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what would be that one thing you would tell a person, a woman who feels judged right now because they don't have life figured out. Mm -hmm. They don't know where they're going. Yeah. Self-esteem is down. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? And I feel like you give the best advice. And this is why I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would I say? I feel like I've been in that place of that girl who, is, who, who feels judged sometimes, you know? So, um... What would I say? Um, look to God, hmm. you know, look to him. And, you know, the Bible says, seek him and you will find him, you know. And I feel like sometimes um, the external eye can be so heavy on us. And um, 
the easiest thing you can do is just to hide yourself in God's presence and to know that you are his and that you are loved and to pursue him really. Yeah. Because sometimes that feeling of judgment um, might be linked to maybe some mistakes that we did mm -hmm. or, um, you know, some things that we're not able to let go of yet or, yeah. you, know, you know, just our faith journey maybe, right. you know, and sometimes we feel like, well, I feel like everybody's looking at me as if, you know, I'm this huge problem, right? Right. But then I feel like hiding yourself in God's presence and seeking his face. Shelter. And sheltering yeah. yourself. Yeah. in that space yeah. really gives you that space to really be okay, you know? Right. And to know that God loves you and that God leads you into where he wants you, you know? Right. That, like, you don't have to, um, you don't have to look left or right and to, you know, make sure that, like, oh, well, okay, so let me behave that way so then they'll say it's okay or, right. you know, come... I started to speak in French. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. Um, the only eyes that matter is those of God on you. Right. You know? So hide yourself in his presence and whatever he needs to do in your life, he'll do. Right. You know? And and I think it's also knowing that like your relationship with God, I I kind of like have a relationship with God just like I have a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. When I go to him, I don't like dress up perfectly. I come as I am and mm -hmm. I say, hey, like this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. Is it true? This person said this about me. Can can you op like can you put light in that situation? Mm -hmm. Can can I grow from it? What's going on? Is it what you believe? Um, is it is it what they're saying? Am I you know, I feel like your relationship with God is your relationship with God. And you can go to him the way you are and you can just like come as you are. Tell right. him, hey, this is what's going on. Show me the way. Mm -hmm. Create that path. Mm -hmm. Open the door. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I go to God, I go to him like a friend. Hey, buddy, like, like what's up? <laughs> not this this ain't doing it right now like i really talk to him like that and my thing with god is that i don't just have like a prayer time at the end of the night mm -hmm. i talk to him constantly throughout my day mm -hmm. like when i'm tired i'm like oh god i'm tired or when i'm overwhelmed i go to him he's like really that that person who's always there mm -hmm. and who's not gonna judge you because he made you Mm -hmm. And he made you unique. And that's what people have to know about judgment. Mm -hmm. You cannot let others tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. They did not make you. Right. He made you unique, different for a reason. You have a purpose. You have a road that he already like carved out for you. And you mm -hmm. just have to walk it. Yeah. And like knowing that he's everywhere he's in front of you he's beside you he's on the left he's on the back if you fall he's gonna catch you mm -hmm. Ooh, was i preaching you were preaching <laughs> preaching <laughs> so church let's talk about church mm -hmm. do you think going to church is important for spirituality and i want to answer the subject because <laughs> i used to go to church mm -hmm. And I was hurt at church. Yeah. 
And I left church because mm -hmm. of the herd, because I felt like there was a lot of pressure, a lot of judgment. And I don't, I don't have a church right now. I'm kind of like um, a child with no parent, basically, with no home, basically, when it comes to church. And that's why, like, my spirituality has changed, you know. Um, because I don't go to church, um, my relationship with God has become stronger Um, but I do, un I do know people who, what, who were hurt by church mm -hmm. and I want you to, to tell me what you think about that. What you think about, first of all, I just want to say that like within a church, there are humans right? and that's how I was able to forgive and grow from that situation mm -hmm. and humans are not perfect. Mm -hmm. And I know in the society we live in, there's a lot going on with like, let's say the Catholic church with the priest and, and the abuse of, of children. Um, but I want to remind me and, and people uh, that were hurt at church, that church is filled with imperfect people. Right. And I will let you <laughs> give your opinion on that. Yeah. Um, so the question was, can you have a, a spirituality? Um, a strong spiritual um, relationship with God without necessarily being at church every Sunday. I think that's possible. I think you okay. can read the Bible and you can have those times where you pray and you spend time with God and you, you know, have those worship moments and the, those, you know, still moments when you just spend time with God. But I really do believe that God has called us to live in community and that he has mm. made the Christian faith something collective and not individual. And I say that and parts of me wrestle with that because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I would rather do my own thing. And it's because being in church, um, you are you have to love people. You know, you can't you can't dodge to the side and pretend and you really have to love people. And God, that's what God has commissioned us to to love. Right. You know, even right. people who are really hard to love. And right. sometimes pastors and leaders are really hard to love. But right. they're the people that God has put in place to lead his church. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not easy. And I've also found, found myself in a place where I've been hurt by the church, you know, mm -hmm. but um Uh, I've heard this saying, it was on Instagram, I believe it was an Instagram post, and it said, um, uh, we're bruised by the, by the community, but we're also healed by the community. Right. And some sometimes um, it's, you, won't, you won't be in that space where you were before. You know? Sometimes God calls you out of a local body uh, into another church home, and that's perfectly fine, right. you know? as long as you're able to live your Christian faith within the community setting. And sometimes God really calls you to a place of forgiveness and um, he calls you back into that that local body and he calls right. you to uh, keep moving forward and to believe that the same work of, of forgiveness that he has given you, you can extend it to someone else. Because if I can't fully forgive my brother or my sister for what they've done to me, how can I fully receive God's forgiveness on the other hand, you know? Right. It's like, it's it goes together. So if I fully accept God's full and complete forgiveness on my end, then I have, I don't want to say the obligation because it sounds, there's a like negative connotation to this word. Right. I, I have to extend 
this forgiveness to my my brother or my sister because I have been given so much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, God has forgiven me of so much and he keeps forgiving me daily. So I I don't have, I cannot be holding something against somebody. And I mean, you said that you, in your testimony, that you have gotten to this place where you forgave, you know. Absolutely. And sometimes forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation. Absolutely. Sometimes forgiveness means walking away and going where God leads you. And that's perfectly fine as well, you know. Right. But it's just understanding that the Christian faith, yes, God calls us to our daily disciplines of prayer and reading the word and, you know, spending time in worship and having that life that, you know, honors him and just being led by the Holy Spirit because he's the best leader. You know, sometimes we think with our own intellect and we think, you know, we got it. But then having that uh, sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and letting him lead us into every walks of our lives really helps us, you know, but then it's understanding that God calls us as a community to live together, to walk through things together, to pray for one another, to carry one another's burdens. You know, that is what it means to be a Christian. You cannot do it alone. You will. And I mean, you you can stay strong for maybe a little while, but God really calls you. And then, and then it's like, sometimes you might not need others, but others need you. And that's why you need church. And that's yeah. why you need to be in church, you know? There's there's a Bible verse that I remember. It's I don't know if I'm going to say it right, but it's it says, like, if one or two are gathered together, then God's presence is there. Mm-hmm. Although I've, I've left church, mm-hmm. I miss it at times. Um, I do go from time to time. Like, I can count them on my fingers. Um, <laughs> in a year mm-hmm. um, but I, I think Christian worship when we praise and we sing is what I miss the most yeah. <laughs> it's magical it's you really feel the spirit of, of God in that room and mm-hmm. I and that's what I miss but I think for anybody who you know is not at church right now because they were hurt it's mm-hmm. a process yep. healing is a process mm-hmm. I've forgave the people who hurt me, obviously. Um, And now it's just, you know, deciding one day, am I going back, you know? Um, And I think it's a process, Mm -hmm. but I do want to tell people that, like, people in church are not perfect. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that somebody, you know, hurt you that you can't go back. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can try another church because I know that being at church Um, in my early 20s when I was looking for who I am Mm -hmm. I had like kind of a community of people who really guided me and helped me shape um, you know my my relationship with God what I believed about um, different things you know and so I do encourage people to go back because sometimes when you're in darkness Mm -hmm. you need that light and so although I'm not in church every Sunday, I do believe that it's a it's a great thing. And I do, you know, encourage people to, to go back and to worship. I miss worshiping. I miss praising. Yeah, that's definitely an experience of its own. Yeah. Um, and to add to that, I want to add, you know, sometimes we... Um, we sh- we seen we shouldn't see it like that, but um, sometimes you know we go to this restaurant and uh, we didn't like our experience, but then it doesn't mean we need to keep going there. You know, there's many right. others. And exactly. So sometimes we can see the church like that. I don't want to 
portray the church as this place where we just go and sit and eat, right? Right? Because God calls us to contribute to church, right. you know? <laughs> but like, it's just a little metaphor to show yeah. that like, if you've been to this one place and you had a, a, a very bad experience, uh, sometimes there's space for reconciliation and it takes time. So that's on, you know, God's terms and like our individual terms and then having that, you know, gradual, um, I mean, like reconciliation process that happens. Right. And then sometimes it's just like, you know what, I think God really calls me into another another church, you know. Right. And that's perfectly fine as well. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, we've been speaking about forgiveness um, and I think it's one of the gifts that was uh, given to me by God. I have the ability to forgive, but really forgive and not hold grudges. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not everybody that has that gift. I know for people, actually, forgiveness is very hard. Mm -hmm. What is a gift? Uh, because gi God gives gifts. Mm -hmm. he, some people have the gift of faith, the gift of praise, or the gift of... Uh, I don't know, singing or whatever, like a specific gift. I feel like my gift with God, I could say, is forgiveness and faith. Mm -hmm. What is yours? Um, I definitely say gift of mercy. <laughs> hmm. Gift of mercy um, because there's been countless, countless, <laughs> countless <laughs> amounts of times where... Uh, it would have been it would have been easier for me to walk away and easier for me to say you know what you treated me so wrong or you did me this or you did me that but to have these eyes you know you know how god sees us and like he has mercy on you know when we go to him we say have mercy on me we're actually asking uh can you give me something that i don't deserve right mm -hmm. and then um that's what mercy is mercy is having Oh, no, I mean, mercy is not having <laughs> been done to you what you deserve, yeah. right? So not uh, not retaliating, you know, mm. not seeking revenge, not, um, you know, just leaving things as is, I think, is a gift that God has given me. Um, I don't know. I think I need to explore for the rest. <laughs> I mean, I know he has given me the gift of singing. So, you know, I, I'm, I sing You're at church. You're a great church. singer. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I feel like people ha might have the assumption that your relationship with God needs to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I could say it, mine is not mm -hmm. at all. It wasn't straight. It was more, you know, a lot of frustration at, at first because it was like, why is it not happening? Um, why am I going through this? Mm -hmm. Why is this, that, this, that? And it, I went from asking God why to never asking him why. Mm. And that's how my relationship from God went from up and down to like, we have a really stable relationship. Mm. And I never dare to ask him why. Even when I was diagnosed with a stage four cancer, until this day, I have never asked him why. And, you know, all the ups and down with my relationship with him brought me to that moment where I had cancer. And my growth made me not ask him why. Because if I started asking him why, then I would have gone through that darkness where you don't 
you, there's no answer to saying why I had cancer. There's actually no answer. It, it happened, mm -hmm. <laughs> actually. Like, I, I wasn't a smoker. I wasn't an alcoholic, which is um, what usually brings that the type of cancer I had. But I never asked him why. And one of the lessons, and I want to ask you, what's your biggest lessons you've learned with God? Mm. Because mine was really letting go and letting God I remember the day I started my chemotherapy treatment. The nurses were preparing everything. It was a four-hour chemotherapy treatment. I sat down, I had a pen and a paper, and I wrote him a letter that will probably be published when I publish my book. Hallelujah. <laughs> we waited. Lord, I pray. <laughs> but I said, God, and I remember like vaguely because I don't have it in front of me, but I said, God, I no longer have strength. And if I try to have strength, then I'm not going to make it until the end. Mm -hmm. So I'm letting go and I'm letting you take over. From this day forward, it is your strength and not mine. Wow. And this is one of the biggest lessons I've learned. And I can literally put that lesson in every area of my life, whether mm -hmm. it is my career, whether it is losing weight at the gym, whether it is traveling, whether it is buying a house, buying homes, Finding my husband, I have decided to let go and let God. That's my biggest mm -hmm. lesson. What is yours? Wow. <laughs> I'm just going ahead. I'm just going to go ahead and say I am. <sighs> this is beautiful. This is so deep and profound. And I'm just so touched right now that I'm just like, oh, my God, let me just ponder what you just said. This is so rich. But um, don't make me cry yeah. now. <laughs> Um, my biggest lesson, um, I'm not sure. I think there's so many things that I'm learning that I've been learning these past years, but, um, um, I guess I'd say God really is who he said he is. Ooh. <laughs> now let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> like he's worth trusting, you know? Because there's been so many things here and there that have occurred. And then this why question would come up, you know, why did this happen to me? Um, I'm pretty sure if this didn't happen to me, my life would be so different. And, you know, so many things. And then we we start to bargain with God and we start to argue with him. I mean, I mean, maybe. We, uh, no, 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 I do. Okay. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> but I found myself, I found myself in that place, you know, where. I don't verbally say it, but on the inside of me, the, there's these questions, you know, mm -hmm. the why questions and everything. And then um, I, I think that God's glory is shown best, not when we get the answers for what we went through, but when we see his faithfulness through it all, mm. you know. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. So, that was one <laughs> powerful thing you just said. <laughs> So it's not so much what we go through, but it's to see that God remains faithful and good and kind and he remains faithful to his word and like his promises still come about even though, yeah. you know, and for me, that's the main thing. And that's a major thing that I see in my life that like whatever may happen that I think may have caused this or that, I see that God's faithfulness trumps it all. And it's like, mm. it can, 
like whatever can happen down here but yeah. the fact that i'm sovereign over it and the fact that i'm who i say i am you'll always be where i called you and you'll always be in my and the you know you'll always be in my plan basically mm -hmm. and what i've uh, assigned to you and what i've called you to and the promises that i have for you will never wither away because i am faithful to who i say i am you mm -hmm. know and these those, these things will be in your life you know so i think one thing people can learn from us is that some of the the things that i'm getting today whether it is the career that i have and stuff like that are things that i prayed for 10 years ago mm -hmm. and the fact that they happened and that they're happening now sometimes when i like realize like you know, the home I live in is something that I had prayed for like mm -hmm. uh, four years ago. I had asked him for that. And sometimes I stop um, and I think it's important to be thankful. And I stop and I say, oh my God, God, I, like I prayed for that. Uh -huh. And it kind of builds your faith. It kind of makes you, um, it kind of makes your relationship with him stronger. Mm -hmm. And there's so much I can say, but y'all gonna have to read my book. Hey! <laughs> um, that, that sentence, um, that statement, from darkness to light, mm. um, I've, I know what it means mm. a lot. Um, what does it mean to you? Mm. I know it really says like, from darkness to light, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's mm -hmm. clear, but I feel like it's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. To me, from darkness to light means from not seeing to seeing. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you? Um, to me, it means from having no hope to having true hope, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or from having faith to no faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. darkness. W when we speak of darkness, it's this void, you know. It's yeah. like nothingness. I don't know if that's the word, but it's like there's nothing there, you know. Yeah. So that's when God comes into our lives. When God saves us. When God, you know, takes us to this process of you know walking with Him and walking into you know um, you know holiness and sanctification. I mean, He calls us out of a place into another place, you know. Right. So so darkness is without his presence, without his leading, without his light, without his spirit, without everything that he adds to our life, you know? So when God calls us from out to in, he's calling us like from death to life, hmm. you know, you know, really, because without him, there's we're nothing. nothing at all. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> without God, we're nothing. You know, before my um, grandmother passed away, God rest her soul, um, she died of a, a, a stage four lung cancer. Mm -hmm. And I had a couple of really deep conversation before her passing. Hope I don't get emotional by talking about that. <laughs> but she looked at me and she said, you know, Soraya, one, she said that in uh, Creole, because she is obvious, I'm Haitian. We are Haitian. We, Haitian. <laughs> we Haitians. She said, um, no matter what you do in life, mm -hmm. no matter where you go, I want you to promise me one thing is that you never let go of his feet. Mm. Even if at times you feel like you can't hold on, even if at times a lot of things are happening, don't let go. Because just the fact that, 
And I want people to imagine, like, to picture what I'm saying. I'm not saying, like, actually, like, touch his feet. I'm act- I'm saying, like, the connection, mm-hmm. you know? And she said never to lose um, your connection to God because mm-hmm. even if you your soul connects to him a little bit, that can literally change your life, that mm-hmm. little bit, mm-hmm. you know? And I know sometimes it's hard to have faith. We lose people in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, we Some people have lost their businesses in the pandemic. Some people have lost family members in the pandemic. Um, we're in a recession right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not not by, is, is it not by sight? Not by fate, not by sight, not by sight, not by Not faith. by might. Not by, say it, say it. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. Exactly. Oh, I love this. <laughs> What's your favorite Bible verse? Mm. Oh, I have a few. Would I have to choose? You got to choose. Mine is Psalms 23. Yeah. I think, um, while I walk in the valley of the shadow of the, I think I look at my life. And it, <laughs> that's, the, that's the remix version. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like, that's, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. When I need strength when i need um peace psalms 23 mm-hmm. yeah i guess mine would be isaiah forty-one ten. okay uh, but i think i know it in french better okay say it in french um i think it says it's isaiah let me let me let me yeah uh, let, let's go right into the isaiah i don't want to make the word up Forty-one ten. yes go ahead and read it mama <clears throat> Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. What does it mean to you? It means to trust that God is beside me and all the things that I may go through, you know, because... That's me. That describes me. I fear sometimes. I <laughs> we all do. You know, I look from left to right, and then, you know, that really soothes me. It's like this verse that soothes me that lets me know that like, if I need help, he'll help me. If I'm weary, he'll be there. You know, if I'm anxious, he'll remind me of his presence. So mm-hmm. it's this verse that really grounds me. You yeah. know, into God's presence and that you know, lets me know that I'm not alone, that I don't have to do things alone as well. Right. And so it really, you know, helps me stay right with him. (laughs) (laughs) I have two more questions. Yep. Um, There's a Bible verse, obviously, that describes what love is Mm -hmm. in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, Love is patient. Love is kind. I don't know the rest, but we all know it. (laughs) And what is love to you? Mm. Um, love to me is really the way that is it is written in the Bible. So it, exactly that verse, you know. But um, <laughs> more more specifically, um, I'd say love is, um, in some ways, acceptance, mm-hmm. but also walking with. Hmm. So I know that God loves me because he's with me mm-hmm. and 
he took me from where I was and he brought me to where I am. Yeah. But I know that he loves me enough to to keep walking with me as I go, you mm -hmm. know? So I feel like love is this, well, God is love, so. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. God, God is love. When you wanna know what love is, look at God. Exactly. What he does for you, he forgives you. Mm -hmm. Um, he holds you. Yeah. He strengthens you. Mm -hmm. He loves your imperfections mm -hmm. and tells you, I'll work with you. Yeah. Come as you are. Yeah. He accepts you for who you are. Mm -hmm. And he gives you the choice. And I know a lot of people think like we're Christian because I don't know, somebody told us to be, well, we have to. No, mm -hmm. no, no. God gives us the choice. And that, mm -hmm. I think God is my. The healthiest relationship I'll ever have. Yeah. Because sometimes humans, we're not perfect, right? But I, when I look at God, I see perfection mm. and I see the choice. Right. I still have the choice to walk away from believing in Him. Absolutely. And He's not going to hate me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why He's love. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey. Final question. Yep. What is faith to you? And and or what does it mean to you? Mm -hmm. I've had to have faith in times where, well, I mean, when I was diagnosed, you know, I gave myself 24 hours to mourn. Mm. And I said, okay, after those 24 hours, you're going to get up and you're going to walk and you're going to walk with God. Yeah. Not knowing if I'd survive a stage four cancer, not knowing if I'd be alive, I decided to have faith. And to me, faith means to be, it's like the feeling of blindness. Hmm. You're blind, like a blind person cannot see. Um, but I, I couldn't see, right? You couldn't see the end, I couldn't see the end. But I just have faith that whatever it was, God was going to cover me and protect me. Mm -hmm. um, I think faith can be seen as something blind, something that you don't see, right. that you cannot feel. Mm -hmm. But I think I am nothing without faith. Oh, Lord, if I had no faith, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here today. I mm -hmm. wouldn't be Soraya. Yeah. What does it mean to you? Faith means to me to believe you know to believe uh-huh it's cute right but it's like <laughs> you know the bible says that like faith is like c'est la somme de ce qu'on ne voit pas tu vois c'est cette assurance mm -hmm. um so having faith means having full confidence in god and god's power and god's acting and god's uh, you know manifestation in your life basically so faith is to believe against what circumstances may say you know so yeah. to me this this is really what it's always been about you know every time i've been uh, faced with a situation that seemed impossible i was uh at you know a crossroad and it was like i'm either gonna have faith and move forward and believe that god is gonna show up in my situation or i don't know if i guess this is where i you know do a few step backs and then try to figure it out myself and usually mm -mm -mm. <laughs> it I doesn't think, really work out so i think and I, and i might 
go I, this is going to sound real, it is deep what i'm going to say but mm. when i had to have faith to have faith and to say hey like i'm going to go through cancer treatments not knowing what's going to happen faith was also at that moment letting go and kind of accepting any outcome and mm. faith i want to like remind people that faith is not what you want it what you want the outcome to be faith is faith yeah. whatever happens if i would have died i know i would have been chilling in heaven with god hello <laughs> but i was open to that idea to me faith is really letting go in in some some way mm -hmm. letting go and and letting god absolutely i agree we have come to the end mm. of our time together oh. thank you for Thank your you. presence, <laughs> for blessing people with your amazing spirit. I think, I mean, I feel it here. You have such a, an amazing spirit. You're not one of my closest friends for no reason. Mm -hmm. I love you. I adore you. Um, God adores you. He loves you. And um, thank you for supporting me, for being a good friend. And... Um, she sings. <laughs> She's really talented. <laughs> Go check check her Instagram, which is Debbie Alfred. Yes, twenty nine. Uh, just Debbie Alfred. Oh, it changed, but yeah. it was twenty nine before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's just Debbie Alfred. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for, for coming me. to the Lessons Podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor. <laughs>